are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. I ask the Lord on a regular basis to confirm what He puts in my spirit for a Sunday. And I knew that today, the Lord wanted to step into demonstration. And when I got here, almost three people came up to me and told me about healings that they had experienced here at the Calvary Church recently. I'm going to go ahead and take that as a confirmation. There is healing in the house here today. There are physical healings available here. Listen, there's a faith being released in this atmosphere right now. There's a faith for miracles. There's a faith for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. There's a faith for demonstration. There's a faith for the supernatural. There's a faith to step outside of the ordinary. There's a faith to step into hunger and grab a hold of the greatness and the the goodness uh, and the demonstration uh, of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On this trip, there was a, uh, a missionary there by the name of Nathan Herod, and, uh, and he began to share with the team um, when the Lord began to use him in the gifts of healing. Is this okay? I know this is a little bit different than, than how I speak to you guys, but this is just what I I feel today. He began to share with the team uh, about how the Lord began to use him in the gifts of healing. And he said he was just sitting in a service one day, and the Lord challenged him to begin to practice and use the gift of healing in his life. And so as he began to deputize and travel, every church he went to, he would call people up for healing, anybody that needed healing. And he said, Sometimes things would happen, sometimes nothing would happen, but he just continued. He just continued, and he said it wasn't very long before that. He was at a Louisiana camp meeting, and for whatever reason, they called him up to the platform, and he called people up for healing, and in that camp meeting, the Lord began to demonstrate, and amazing things began to happen in that altar call. And he said, ever since then, wherever he goes, he operates in the gifts of healing. The gifts of healing and the gift of the working of miracles is in operation in this service here this morning. And if you came in here with a physical need, if you came in here with an infirmity, with an ailment, with a report, that has got you down. If you came in here with a diagnosis that has taken away your faith and has taken away your hope, I want you to know that the great physician is in the building here today. And you don't have to accept that diagnosis. You don't have to accept that report. He's here today to touch your body, to heal you, to rebuke that infirmity, to bring wholeness and healing to your body. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 In that last service of the crusade, as people began to make their way to that altar and the, the, the word of faith was spoken over that congregation, 
I watched as from the front to the back, and I'm, I'm talking about a sea of people, a sea of people, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out. And it started right there in that altar, and it began to work its way back all the way to the back of the crowd. And for the next hour, people all over that field began to speak in tongues, and over 7,000 people were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in one servant. I think that's something worth getting excited about. I I, I understand that it's hard to imagine, that it's hard to see when you've never seen anything like that. I've heard those kind of reports before, and, and until you see it, it's hard to imagine. But I'm telling you, that kind of revival is coming to the United States of America. It wasn't that long ago huh, that 10 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost in one service here at the Calvary Church. Huh? I think in 2020, huh, you can have a service where 100 people huh, are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost huh, in one service. Listen, it's time to step out of the box in your thinking. It's time to stretch your faith a little bit and believe that what you read on the pages of the book can happen here. I'm going to tell you what Bangladesh was. It was a greater than moment. That book says greater works than these shall ye do. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some greater than moment. I'm ready for some greater than moment. I don't just want to read about it. I want my hands in it. I want to be a part of it. I want to be a witness to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 8, we're going to be reading verses 26 through 35. If you have it, say amen. If you're cheating and you're looking at the screen, say amen. Amen. <laughs> And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? 
for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Preached unto him Jesus. With the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach to you for a few moments this morning. Appointments in the desert. Appointments in the desert. Would you pray with me one more time? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be in your house today. Thankful for what you have already started to do in this place, for the gathering of the precious saints of like precious faith. I pray that you would pour out of your spirit upon all flesh here today. Lord, let a fresh anointing come on me right now to preach your word to your people. Lord, and let the operation of the gift of faith and the working of miracles be an operation and demonstration here today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. No, I'm just <laughs> Life is filled with many roads, many choices. As a Christian, each of us tries our best to follow the leading of the Lord. We understand that as followers of Christ, we have the freedom to surrender those road choices to him and follow where the Spirit leads. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This indicates to the reader that the direction of our lives as born-again believers ought to be directed by the leading of the Holy Spirit. It was almost five years ago now that the Lord led our family down an unexpected road. I was driving home one morning from taking Ashley to school, and the Lord arrested my attention as I was driving into the back of our neighborhood, and he spoke very clearly to me and said, it's time for you to put your house up for sale, move closer to the church, because you're getting ready to evangelize. This was something that was exciting. This was something that I was anticipating to happen at some point in my life. However, the journey afterward would look very different than what I thought it would. See, life was pretty good for us in that moment. I had a business that was doing well. And we had a ministry at our local church that was going well. We, we lived in a home that we liked, and, uh, and, and really we didn't want to move. There wasn't uh, really anything in us that was looking for a reason to make ourselves uncomfortable. But the Lord said, I want you to sell your house. And so I said, okay. So I put our house up for sale you know, right after I fixed it up, of course. You, know, you fix all the things that you've been meaning to fix, and then you sell it. So I fixed all the things. Amen. And we put the house up for sale, and it sold the first weekend. First weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. Wow. How exciting. How excited. There must be a mansion with my name on it right near the church. Somebody's just going to give it to me. 
False. That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. Not what happened. We sold our home, and it sold so quickly, and the housing market was uh, so on fire in Columbus that we weren't able to find another house to move into right away. And uh, it was coming down to the wire, and so we started looking at rental homes. And, and every time we got somewhere to rent a house, it was gone before we would even pull up in the driveway. Yeah, started feeling a little bit of pressure. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we were, I think, 48 hours away from being homeless. And, uh, and my phone rang, and a brother in the church called me. Many of you are thankful for brothers in the church. Brother in the church called me and said, Brother Vinny, I, I hear you're about to be homeless. And I said, that's correct, I am. Not only me, but my wife and children also. We're all going to be homeless. And he said, well, we just remodeled our basement. He said, you all are welcome to move into the basement. And I said, yay. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I said, well, surely this won't last long. And so we moved into his newly remodeled basement, one bedroom, one bath, five people. Yeah, things got tense. And um, we lived there for three or four months in that basement. Mm -hmm. I had to work a lot of late nights when we were living there. Let me just tell you. <laughs> A lot of late nights. And I remember we were having such a problem finding a home that finally I decided I was going to sign a lease on a rental based on purely its description. They already had a tenant in there, and they said this house is going to come available in a couple months. And uh, it had the right amount of bedrooms, had the right amount of bathrooms, which is, if you are a family of five, more than one is the right amount of bathrooms, more than one. And so we signed a lease on a house that we had never seen, and a few months later, we moved out of the basement and into this rental home, and that's where we live right now. You know, when I started to follow the voice of the Lord... I thought the journey would look very different. After all, I was being obedient. I was doing what the Lord had said to do. But the journey didn't look the way I thought it would. I thought I'd put a for sale sign in the yard and we'd be living in a beautiful home the next week. And I thought for sure that Anthony Mangan would be calling me on Monday to preach a revival. But he still has not called. I've emailed him my number several times, but he has, he has not called. I'm not sure what's happening to those emails, but he still has not reached out. The journey didn't look the way that we thought it would. But as a result of that obedience, as a result of following the leading of the Holy Ghost, Though the sacrifice has been greater than what we thought it would, the reward has been greater than what we thought it would. 
My family and I have seen hundreds of people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost here in Ohio. We've witnessed scores of people be instantly healed here in Ohio. I've seen thousands receive the gift of the Holy Ghost overseas. And I can talk to you about that. But let me tell you about the things that are happening here in Ohio, in your home district. It was just last year I was preaching for a pastor who was scheduled to go in and have neck surgery on that following Thursday. And he came up and he got prayed for in that service. And he went in for an x-ray the day before he was supposed to have surgery. And the doctor said, I don't know what happened to your neck, uh, but everything is completely new. Uh, It looks like you never injured your neck uh, and you don't have to go in for neck surgery. Let me tell you something. Uh, It's worth the sacrifice. Uh, It's worth the cost. Uh, If you're hungry for the things of God, uh, then you've got to start following uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Listen, you came in, some of you, hungry for some things to change in your life. And the Holy Ghost has been leading you. The Holy Ghost has been speaking to you, been prompting you, but you see a road of sacrifice, uh, and you've been shirking it off saying, hey, uh, I want things to stay the same. Uh, God's saying, listen, uh, if you'll just follow me a little bit down this road, uh, I got something greater for you uh, than you could have ever imagined. All you can see is the sacrifice, uh, but I got supernatural things in store for you uh, down this road. You know, Philip had just finished up an incredible revival in Samaria. Mighty outpourings of the Holy Ghost. People with palsies were being healed. There was healings everywhere. Incredible things were happening. And Philip's on his way back to Jerusalem thinking, hey, I'm bringing this back to Jerusalem. And the Lord says, just a moment. I want you to take a walk in the desert. I checked the spelling. It did not say dessert. It says desert. Said it's time to take a walk in the desert. I'm sure that's the last thing that Philip wanted to do that day, was take a walk down the desert. But God had an appointment for him in a remote location. Let me tell you right now, some of you are here today wondering, how did I even get here? How did my life end up looking the way that it looks right now? I thought I was following the leading of the Holy Ghost. I I thought I was being obedient. And it just seems like everything's gotten harder. It just seems like it's been an uphill journey. Let me tell you, God's got an appointment for you in the desert. He didn't lead you down this road for no reason. He didn't take you down this path just to leave you hanging. But there's something that's getting ready to happen 
happening in your life uh, that is going to change uh, your perspective uh, for the rest of your life. Uh, you're getting ready uh, to be introduced uh, to the supernatural. Uh, the Lord uh, has brought you to a place uh, where he can bring you uh, into a greater dimension uh, of demonstration uh, of power uh, and faith. He's got an appointment for you in your desert. Listen, there are days where I wake up. And I look back and I remember, hey, things were pretty good back then. We had some things going on back then that were pretty good in our life. But I wouldn't trade any of it. I wouldn't trade any of it for what the Lord has done in my life now. I'm telling you right now that if you'll listen to the leading of the Spirit, if you will listen to the voice of God and follow where he is leading you, he's getting ready to bring you to a place of divine appointment. You know, there's often a disturbance to our comfort zone before there's a distribution of something greater in our life. Calvary, you need to understand something here today. 2020 is not just another year, it's not just another calendar. It's not just a bunch of other services. You're stepping over something in 20... You're getting ready to step into demonstration. You're getting ready to step into fulfillment of prophecy. Mm. As I look out over this congregation, I see a lot of issues. A lot of things that people are dealing with. Some of you are dealing with sickness. Some of you are dealing with pain, with family situations. People that are dealing with depression and anxiety. Philip came to that eunuch in the chariot. He said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I? Let somebody explain it to me. He was reading in Isaiah. <laughs> and the Bible says that Philip preached unto him Jesus. I thought Oshia. There's a lot of people here in different places in their faith. You may be in your Genesis. You may be in your Exodus. You may be in your Isaiah. 
but no matter where you are in your walk with God, I've come to preach Jesus to you. Whether it's day one or the 10th year or you've been in it for decades, uh, the answer is the same. Uh, I've come to preach Jesus uh, and him crucified. Uh, I've come I've come to preach, uh, repent, uh, and be baptized uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and you shall be filled uh, with the gift uh, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've come to let you know uh, that no matter where you are uh, on the road, road of your faith. Your answer is Jesus. Your answer is Jesus. Your answer is Jesus. He's the one that can speak peace into your storm. He's the one that can change that doctor's report. He's the one uh, that can reverse the circumstances uh, in your life. Uh, he's the one uh, that can bring understanding and clarity uh, where you've been suffering with confusion. Uh, he's the one uh, that can bring reconciliation uh, and restoration uh, into the brokenness uh, that's come into your home. He is the one. No matter what brought you into this place today, the answer is the same. The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. Listen, you don't need to complicate it. You don't need to analyze it. You don't need to figure it out. You just need to give it to him and say, God, I may not understand everything that's going on around me. I may not be able to figure it all out, but this I do know. You alone are my answer. You alone are my healer. You alone are my deliverer. You are the only one that can come to where I am and meet me at my place of need. I want you to know you may have felt like you've been all alone in a desert. But God is sending you a word today. God is sending you a word today to let you know that he's with you. To let you know he's going to move on your behalf. To let you know you are not lost. You are not forgotten. He's with you in that desert place. He's with you on that lonely road. He's with you in that night hour. There was a man in Bangladesh, I think it was the second night of the crusade, showed up paralyzed, but he left walking. I remember one of the nights, the service was over and People were starting to trickle out, and there was a, a boy that was mute, couldn't talk, 
he was still praying in the altar, and there was a few people from the team praying with him. And I was getting ready to make my way to the bus, and as I walked by, all of a sudden that boy started shouting. As volume began to come out for the first time in his life. That's the Jesus that I serve. That's the Jesus uh, that's going to meet you on your desert road. Uh, that's the Jesus uh, that is in the building here this morning. There's a well-known evangelist in our movement. Uh, his name is Brother Easter. And Brother Easter's son, Jordan Easter, was on this, on this trip. And after one of the services, we were just giving testimonies of things that we had seen uh, and miracles that we had firsthand account, you know, witnessed. And uh, Brother Jordan Easter, he's just a young man in his early 20s. He said he was praying for this little boy who had like a cauliflower ear. His ear was all shriveled up and shut. And he said he just simply went over and put his hand on that boy's ear. And he said, in Jesus' name, I command you to be made whole. And when he moved his hand, that little boy's ear was completely normal. Friend of mine, that's the Jesus that you serve. That's the Jesus that's in this building here today. I want you to know that those miracles are not relegated to Bangladesh or Thailand or other countries on the other side of the world. But that can happen right here in Ohio. It can happen right here in Cincinnati. It can happen right here on Ken Road. If there's a hunger that'll rise up and say, God, you're my only answer. I want demonstration in my life. This world's hungry for the things that you have tasted of. This world is hungry for the things that you have witnessed. Some of you walked in with that hunger here this morning. I remember when I had a hunger. That couldn't be satisfied. I tried everything that this world had to offer. But what I didn't realize is I was feeding an appetite. And appetites are never satiated. You can get rid of an appetite for a little bit. But that appetite always comes back. But there's a hunger and a thirst in the soul of a man that can only be quenched by the Spirit. Some of you came in here today with a hunger. and You've been trying to fill it with other things. But I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is here today to take care of that hunger. Jesus wants to fill you with his spirit and take care of the things that you've been searching for and fill you and quench that hunger and that thirst that you walked in here with today. Would you stand to your feet with me?
before we move on, I just want you to lift your voice right where you are. I want you to lift your hands, lift your voice. Just begin to cry out to God for a moment. The Holy Ghost is moving in this room right now. Come on, let's let that hunger begin to rise up again. The Lord's getting ready to call some of you past comfort. Hear me today. There are many things that the Lord wants to accomplish in this room before we leave here today. But you have to be willing to allow the Holy Ghost to move in your life. Lord, show me there are people in this room that are estranged from the body of Christ, people who have separated themselves who have withdrawn in their spirits. And Jesus is calling you back home today. He's calling you to a place where you will reconcile yourself with the body of Christ again. There are people in need of physical healing. If you're in here today and you need a healing in your body, I want you to raise your hand right where you are and just leave it up. If you need a healing in your body, just lift your hand right where you are and leave it up. I want you to look around. And if you're near someone that needs a healing in their body, I want you to just reach over and put a hand on them right where they are. Right where they are. Just look around. There's somebody near you in need of a healing. I want you to reach over and just put a hand on them. And this is what I want you to do before you pray. I just want to give you an instruction, just one instruction. We're going to pray, and the power of God is going to move, and people are going to be healed. But listen to me. When you pray, I want you to pray with authority in the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to say, Lord, if it's your will, heal this person, or Lord, let this person be healed. I want you to put your hand on them and say, I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Put your hand on that individual. Lord, release the operation of the gift of faith and the working of miracles in this room right now. Lord, you see every ailment, every infirmity, Hikata Rama Sandala Makete Rebeke Shandara Makaya. 
Lord, you see the diseases, the reports, the diagnoses, Lord, that are represented in this room right now. We take authority and dominion over every sickness, every infirmity, every disease, every pain, every infection, every report that is negative. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. I don't want you to stop. Go ahead and command healing. Command healing. There are miracles that are happening right now. We're going to find out in a moment what happened, but I don't want you to stop praying. There are things that are being broken right now. There are infirmities that are being broken right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, this is what it's all about. Jesus is moving. Jesus is moving. have your attention for just one moment the last time I was here I'd been dealing with an infirmity in my body and I and I believe I shared the story of how the of how God had miraculously healed me I was having abdominal pain and just all kinds of gastrointestinal issues and the Lord healed me in one service and I've been suffering for a long time 
I got here today and this brother walked straight up to me in the foyer and he said, I want to share something with you. I want you to share with the church just very, very briefly what happened. During that service, when the preacher was preaching, he, I could just feel his pain. And after service, I realized that I've not had that pain since he preached that message. And I give more the praise because he's the only reason why I'm in the state that I'm in today. Shut that up, Maha. He had been dealing with chronic abdominal pain. And in one moment, God took care of it, and it has never been back. It's never been back. That didn't happen in Bangladesh. That happened right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. It happened in these altars. It happened in this sanctuary. And it's happening again here today. If you've been dealing with a respiratory issue, cough, bronchitis, difficulty breathing, just some sort of a respiratory issue, any type of a respiratory issue, I just want you to lift your hand where you are. Would you mind coming up here for just a moment, those that have been dealing with respiratory issues? This morning when I woke up, I uh, immediately I felt the Lord gave me some direction. Why don't you just come on over here? All of you just make your way together. I felt the Lord give me some direction that he was going to heal some people with respiratory issues here today. When I, uh, when I, when I was in Bangladesh, I, I was struggling to sleep the entire time uh, just with the time difference and everything. My sleep schedule had gotten really messed up. And after a f- several days of, of uh, lack of sleep, I began to cough and and uh, just developed some type of a respiratory issue. And, and since I've been home, it has start, I've started to recover from that. But I woke up this morning coughing. And as soon as I started to cough, the Holy Ghost said, I'm going to heal people that have bronchitis, that have respiratory issues and respiratory infections this morning. Ha <laughs> ha. It was a few minutes later after that, somebody texted me and they said, speak the word today because your words will not fall to the ground. This is what demonstration looks like. I know this is different from from a typical altar call, but we're following the leading of the Holy Ghost here today. Just let the Lord stretch you for a few minutes. Let the Lord take you outside of what you're used to for just a few minutes and let's just see what God will do. Now, the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. Them that believe. I would like for two or three believers to come and join yourself to each one of these people that have made their way forward here today. I need some believers to make their way down here right now. And we're going to pray again. If you came up here for healing, I want you to hear me. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray with authority. 
We're going to pray with boldness. But I don't want you to beg God to heal you today. When we pray for you, I want you to begin to thank the Lord for your healing. I want you to begin to rejoice for your miracle. Oh, Come on, you're at appointment time right now. You're at a moment in time uh, where the appointment of God uh, has designated uh, a miracle in your life. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, we take authority uh, and dominion uh, over every respiratory issue, uh, over bronchitis, uh, respiratory infections, uh, breathing issues. Uh, in the name uh, of Jesus Christ, uh, in the name uh, of Jesus Christ, uh, be made every wet hole. Be made every wet hole. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, that's it. Come on. Huh? Somebody's being healed of asthma right now. Huh? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it, be made whole in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be made whole in the name of Jesus. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, be made every wit whole. If you have pain in your body, if you came here today with pain, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. Raise your hand right where you are. Leave them up. Leave them up. I want you to look around. 
And I want you to find somebody with their hand up right now. We're going to pray. I want you to begin to take authority over that pain and command it to leave that person's body right now. Go ahead. Invoke the name of Jesus over that pain. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command mobility to return. Uh, range of motion to be restored. Uh, relief to come now. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I command pain uh, to leave uh, now. in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I command pain to leave now in the name of Jesus Christ be made everywhere whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet receive your healing now Hallelujah. Go ahead, pray for just another moment. We're going to move on in a moment, but the Lord's still working. In the name of Jesus. In the name of If you feel like you've been in a desert place, 
Things have been happening in your life that you just don't understand. You wonder where God's at in all of it. Been dealing with situations outside of your control. And you need Jesus to step in. I want you to just lift your hand right where you are. Go ahead, just lift your hand right where you are. Leave your hand up. Church, I want you to look around at these hands that are lifted right now. Go ahead, leave your hands up for just a moment. Every one of these hands is an opportunity for the miraculous to take place. Every one of these hands is an opportunity for a testimony. Here's what I want to do. You can put your hands down. I'd like everybody that's up here in this altar to just take one step backwards, if you will. Make some space. If you had your hand up, I want you to make your way to this altar right now. I want you to make your way to this altar. We've made room for you. I want you to make your way forward. If you're in this place today and you have never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I want you to make your way forward with these people right now. If you're sitting next to somebody that you know has become estranged from the church that needs to be reconciled with the Lord, you're sitting near somebody that you know needs to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, I want you to just take them by the hand and bring them with you. That's it. That's beautiful. Go ahead. Continue to make your way. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were in unity. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all, look at your neighbor and say all. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know what the day of Pentecost was? It was a special day on God's calendar. A day that he had set aside for one of the greatest miracles that he would ever perform. And what you didn't realize when you got up today is that today was a special day on God's calendar. A day that he had set aside to do miraculous things in your life. If you came in here today and you have never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, like they were on the day of Pentecost. Uh, You can be filled uh, with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, before you leave here this morning. I want you to make your way forward. That's it. Come on. That's beautiful. Come on up. Come on up. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hey, come on. I want you to answer that pool. Come on. 
You feel it tugging at you. That's the Holy Ghost pulling on you right now. That's it. Come on. That's it. That's beautiful. Come on up. Respond to that hunger that you're feeling right now. Now hear me, because the Holy Ghost is going to do a lot all at one time. I want everybody to hear me for just one moment. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. Now hear me, this is not just a prayer of confession. I can confess my sins and then go out and live like a heathen. That's not what we're doing. We're repenting. And when you repent, you're asking God to forgive you of your sins because you don't want to live that way anymore. You're turning your life towards him. You're doing a 180, and you're turning away from sin, and you're walking towards Jesus. And so we're going to do that together all across this room. The Bible says if we're faithful to confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And as we begin to repent, you're going to feel a weight begin to lift off of you in this room. And the liberty in the spirit that we've been pursuing this entire service uh, is going to come in here the moment uh, that we repent of our sin. All across this room, I want you to lift your hands and your heads towards heaven. And I want you to begin to cry out to God in your own words. Uh, and I want you to ask him, uh, Jesus, uh, forgive me uh, of my sins. Uh, Lord, you see every time I've fallen. Uh, you see every time I've messed up. Every time my flesh has gotten the best of me, I'm asking you now to wash me in your blood, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Wash my mind, wash my heart, forgive me of my sins. That's it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's the redeeming blood of Jesus uh, cleansing us. That's the weight of that sin uh, that you feel coming off of your life. Uh, those appetites of the flesh that you've been feeding uh, that have weighed you down. Uh, that's the liberty of the Holy Ghost uh, that you feel right now. Now, I'm going to say one more thing to you, and then we're going to pray. And I'll be finished. But in just a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith, and I'm going to command the Holy Ghost to fall in this room. And when I do that, I want you to allow yourself to be swept away by the current of the Spirit. You hear me? If you've never spoken in tongues before, you're going to feel yourself wanting to say words and sounds with your mouth that you've never said before. When you feel that, just let that come out. Go ahead and begin to speak those sounds. That's the infilling of the Holy Ghost in your life. 
Some of you are going to want to make your calling and election sure today. And when we're done praying, you're going to feel a need to be baptized. I want you to know that we got water, we got robes, and we are ready. And we will baptize you uh, in the name of Jesus Christ before you leave here today. And when I pray this prayer of faith, all I want you to do is I want you to begin to shred the atmosphere. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And there are a host of angels encamped round about this sanctuary here right now. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost is going to be poured all across this congregation. I want you to begin to lift your voice, begin to lift your hands, uh, and allow the Holy Ghost to begin to take over right now. Come on, all across this sanctuary, I want you to lift your head towards heaven. I want you to lift your hands towards heaven. And I want you to lift your voice and give God a shout. I want you to shout hallelujah. Shout I love you, Jesus. Begin to worship him with everything that's inside of you. And let the Holy Ghost begin to take over by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. Receive ye the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name.
I want you to turn your attention this way for just a moment. There are several in this altar right now that need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know we have a couple that are searching for the Holy Ghost right here. And there's some others scattered throughout here. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost, I want you to look at me for just a moment. Look at me for just a moment. This is the simplest thing in the whole world. It's a gift that the Lord gives to his people. And all you have to do is receive it. All you have to do is receive it. You just have to open up your heart, open up your spirit, and allow the Holy Ghost to fill you. And the Bible says that when that happens, you begin to speak with other tongues. The easiest way that I know to tell you is just to begin to say hallelujah. And as you begin to say hallelujah, you're going to feel yourself begin to want to say different sounds with your mouth. And the moment that you feel that, all you got to do is just give yourself over to that. Allow that to take over. Go ahead and speak those sounds that are trying to come out of your mouth. That's the Holy Ghost taking over. Amen? I want us to pray one more time because there's still a harvest in this altar. Lord, show me there's a harvest in this altar that he's ready to reap here this morning, okay? And I don't want to leave here today without it. We're going to leave here with the harvest, amen? So all across this room, one more time, I want you to lift your hands. And if you're seeking the Holy Ghost, I want you to lift your hands one more time and just lift your head towards heaven. And this time when we pray, I want you to shout hallelujah and you just begin to speak hallelujah until you feel your lips begin to tremble huh? and your tongue begin to tremble huh? and you feel yourself wanting to say things huh? that are not in your native tongue. Huh? And the moment that you feel that, huh? you just begin to speak those sounds out of your mouth huh? because that's him filling you huh? with the gift huh? of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Don't allow the enemy to tell you it's not for you. Huh? It is for you. It's for you. And it's for you. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, Thanks for listening.